You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I am so incredibly honored and delighted to be back on this show with a delightful guest who you're going to hear from in just a moment, who needs literally no introduction from me, um, but but we'll bring him on and share with you some of the most amazing achievements that this man has gifted our world with. And this is all part of our celebration of the men of co-creation. So the Superpower Network celebrates the men of co-creation, men who have dedicated their existence to the pursuit of something beyond themselves. In areas like science, business, medicine, personal development, religion, family, relationship, and many others, these men have stepped up and said yes to co-creating a world that aims to inspire all of us. Thank you for modeling admirable character and honorable pursuits. We love you. Love each other. So today we're going to be talking all about the future of humanity with someone I think is incredibly incredibly positioned to speak to such matters because he is he's been diving into humanity and what's next for us and consciousness and what we're capable of and what we're capable of together for literally decades upon decades. And so we're going to bring him on now, but before we do, we're going to activate our superpowers. And so I'm going to start us off and say, I am Tonya Don Rekla and I have superpowers. It's your turn now. I am Irving Lazaro. And I'm glad to know that I have superpowers. <laughs> Brilliant. Irvin, you are a longtime guest on this show. You, this is a, our third episode together. And I, we so appreciate you being part of this network and, and the work that you've contributed to the world. I mean, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, multiple Peace Prize winners, honorary doctorates in a number of countries in your work for humanity. And so when we talk about co-creation, what does that look like to you? You've chosen to live in a very different way than a lot of people diving into things that affect all of us. Why? How did you come to this? Where? Why you and, and how did you get here? Well, I happen to live at a historic moment, at a juncture when the future of humanity will be decided. I became aware of this already some time ago. We talked about 2012 or being such a point. And that passed. Then there are all the all then the, uh, the epidemics, the pandemic, and there are the wars and the, uh, the refugees, and the poverty and the climate change, and all of these things. And it's piling up. One talks not only about crisis and danger, but talks about opportunity and the chance to finally to move forward, to leap actually forward, because the old is becoming destabilized. And we are now on the cusp of a new of a new era. I became aware of this, and that is something, of course, you can't refuse to to serve, to be in the service of, to mm. change, to transform while there is time. Because now there is the time, and now we must transform to survive. What a powerful statement to say that you can't refuse to be in service to that. And, and I. You know, I've answered similar questions of like, why, you know, what, why these pursuits, right? Why, why the exploration into, to how we, how we click, how we connect together, how we work, how we work with creation, how we, how we work in harmony, how we harmonize our own contradictions, right? How we, how we move into wholeness, how we learn to love ourselves and each other. And this beautiful moment we have here together. 
And so the idea of, of coming into awareness of that, and then almost this compelling nature of that to, to shine, right. And, and you've shined, you, you've written books, you've shared the words with, with humanity as you look forward into what's next for us, what what can we do to carry on with this brilliant work that you have so tirelessly started on our behalf? Well, I'm just doing what comes to me. I mean, I feel that I have a service to perform and I do it to the best of my ability. I'm not inventing anything, anything I'm following. I'm following what, which is a, a survival imperative which is, by the way, the title of my newest book, which will be published next month, Survival Imperative. I think that is what is in front of us, a new imperative. Evolve or disappear. Evolve or go, or leave the scenes of history. I think we can evolve. And once we learn how to evolve consciously, how we master conscious evolution, then we are over this cusp then we are to a new level, a new level of living, of existing on the planet Earth, on a conscious level, not only at the, at the mercy of chance, the mercy of myriad interactions in the biosphere, in the universe as a whole, but by being conscious of what we are doing and consciously promoting going forward, becoming one, with the evolution that's unfolding on the planet, becoming one with each other, which is the evolutionary imperative in front of us. Beautifully said. And, and you all know that in our space is this ability to, to be in your own awareness, right? To intentionally express creatively into the, the, the environment in, in presence of others so that we have some predictability on the kind of way we want to be, right? Because the, the universe is a responsive mechanism. And so both it, it creates responses in us, but we create responses from it. And so there are there, there's this kind of beautiful harmonizing dance that we do in this. And so we're going to jump into to this concept of survival. And in our world, we talk about um, reimagining the survival programs, right? Integrating those so that we're no longer operating from that survival paradigm, but to, to your point, moving into a place of much more conscious awareness of that free choice, of free will. And so we're gonna touch on that when we come back from the break. Irvin, where's the best place to send people if they wanna know more about you and your work? Well, my name, erwinlazlo.com, gives you some information. There's a Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research, the L-I-N-P-R. And there are my, my latest books, you know, the latest two books that are coming out this year, The Survival Imperative and The Upshift Explorer. So The Survival Imperative will be available in about two weeks' time. So it's very, very new. You can look it up and... and and the uh, the site is for that is the publisher's site, the the uh, sacred stories, sacred really? story, the the uh, the light on light press. Fabulous! So go check out Irvin's work and make sure you're getting over to superpowerexperts.com if you want to know what it looks like to turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime. Folks, there are advanced courses. There's all kinds of fun stuff we get to play in when we choose to become consciously aware of ourselves 
others in the world around us. Play in those worlds. It's a lot of fun. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back because Irvin Laszlo is here talking all about the future of humanity. And you're not going to want to miss a moment of this, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Awesome. We're back. You're watching the Science of Superpowers now on YouTube and Rumble. And we appreciate you being part of this brilliant movement of of this mass awakening, right? This shift in consciousness. You hear Irvin. Irvin's been around for more than a minute. Irvin, can we can we disclose your age? Is that is that an okay thing to do here? Uh, Are that's you, okay. <laughs> so Irvin's in his 90s, folks. You want to talk about dedicating your existence to something so much beyond yourself, right? In his 90s, he's doing interviews, he's writing books, he's making sure this information gets passed through him. And so let that inspire you in this moment. What are you doing in this moment to inform future generations of just what's possible? Um, and and at, to Irvin's point before the break, we, he spoke to this movement, this shift. Irvin, I got to tell you, in, in this work, sometimes you got to th- kind of have to check yourself, right? To do reality checks and make sure you're not just going crazy and you're not the one making up the stories. And and I, and I, and I waffle back and forth between um, this seems like a tremendous shift in consciousness and throughout history. And yet I'm so incredibly aware of that internal game that we all play. How do we know what's micro, what's macro? Does it matter, right? We teach a lot of using the using what's going on inside of us at a personal level with what's going in outside of us, right? At a macro level. Is there any way to really know? Um, or, you know, we kind of take a symbolic approach, but is this shift, this movement, like how can we know that this is different? Allow your inner self to speak. It's something that is in you. Next to the, next to the sexual or, or, or reproductive instinct and the self-preservation instinct, the strongest instinct we have is that for community, for oneness, which is expressed as unconditional love. That's something that made the universe what it is. It's there, of course, not consciously expressed as love, but it's there already in the formation of the atom. The first atoms, shortly after the Big Bang, formed when hydrogen nuclei attracted electrons, in particular shells around the atomic nucleus, and then they formed a nuclear, a neutral atom. And the atoms joined together in in molecules in a kind of community of atoms, and they became shells shared by different atoms and the forming molecules, macromolecules and crystals, and then the cells, living cells emerged. And all this is a formation, a constant evolutionary formation of living systems, moving higher and higher on the level of complexity, but also on the level of integration. Coherence is a good word to use, that I like to use. It's the systems that emerge are not, not by chance. This is not a random universe. This is not a universe where you can do anything. It's a universe that's highly directed. It's oriented. It's a universe that evolves 
quasi-like a living system. It has that deep sense, deep evolution, evolutionary direction toward coherence, complexity, oneness, and expressed, as I said, is love. Allow this to come forth is the strongest intuition that you can have in your normal, normal learning and living time of my open slide. That is what you have to listen to. And then you don't anymore look at others as being something else other than you, something outside of you. You look at yourself, you look at yourself, at other people around you as forming a unit, forming a oneness of which you're a part. And that oneness, that largest oneness that we can join, which is the community of life on earth, that is what directs your behavior, your thinking, and your feeling. If you only let it, allow it to happen, and don't overpower it with the short-term short satisfactions and interests. Allow your deep sense of who you are come forward and direct your steps. That is the challenge, that is the possibility, and that is the salvation that we have. Mm, beautiful, and that's the invitation, folks. I don't think we can understate what has been done in, in terms of our conditioning and our programming by removing that very element that Irvin's talking about. When we forget that we are of love, that we are designed that way, that the creative design includes this beautiful dance of the energetics of the space in between us, that we are that also, we are the connective energy between us. When we don't remember and don't remember how to identify in that, it's easy for those programs of separation and divisiveness to take hold, right? We can talk about what we think and how we feel, but in our roots, we know who we are and we're connected. And when we remember that, and, and this idea of oneness, folks, gets real tricky when we don't agree and we don't necessarily like the person that we're sitting next to. But remember this, they are you, you are them. And the concept of oneness is only achieved through your own wholeness. And wholeness requires that you walk through this path that Irvin just spoke to, which is the reconciliation and integration of everyone else as aspects of ourselves. Nothing can be held outside of that. And so, so, so the caution of that, that I call it the self-soothing mechanisms, right? Those, that immediate gratification of, I agree, I disagree. I like, I don't like, it's good, it's bad. It's this, it's that, that immediate, where do I stand on this? And is it a threat to me? Desire is a survival-based conditioning program. We don't move on while those still take hold of us because survival. they're creating on our behalf. Survival is the way to find our oneness with life is the system of life on the planet. That is a larger system that directs our steps. We are either part of it and we strive and we evolve, or we ignore it at our, at our risk and we go in other ways that may or may not work out. The chances are that they don't work out because there's not everything can go. What really goes and strives and flourishes is what that is attuned, aligned with this this universal harm, mm. harmony, which is which is there in the, in the traditional cultures, they recognize it, they knew it. The search for harmony is still there, interestingly enough, in the East. You know, when underneath is all the power uh, grabbing and and and, uh, and search for and competing, there is still the search for ultimately for the harmony with this music of the spheres. With the, with the world oneness system, 
which is also there. So this is the, the never a, a never ending quest. And once we got to the point where we recognize it and we can follow it, then we no longer fall back into this artificial, misguided, misguided ways which threaten not only our well-being, but threaten our very existence. Mm. Beautiful. I love that you mentioned quests. And we talk about that a lot in the superpower world because it, mm -hmm. we the idea that life is an experience, right? That we actually are in this big quest, that we you get to choose your adventure, like you said. Which current do you want to ride? Do you want to ride that undercurrent of connectivity and oneness and love? and learn the very nature of our existence and creation? Or do you want to play in these other currents? And you can do all of it, but to Irvin's point, it may have results that you don't particularly enjoy, right? This is, and, and Irvin, you made a really interesting comment that I think bears repeating, which is you can't just do whatever you want here, right? It's not, it's not a world where you can do anything, right? We're capable of quite a bit, but it's a responsive universe that's responding to all of us, right? We are the the entirety of the makeup and it's like the biggest computation of algorithms, right? You want to talk about you're a system scientist, right? Like th this is the most massive, most brilliantly, divinely designed system, you know, creation itself. It's it's perfect. And we can learn a lot about building systems when we understand its very nature. But you made that comment, we can't just do anything. And I think in the new age consciousness movement, it's like, oh, I can just visualize a new car, or I can visualize this, or I can do this, and it's just going to magically appear. What did you mean by we can't just do anything, right? We can't just do whatever we want. How, what did you mean by that? We are a member of a larger whole than we are ourselves, by ourselves. We are part of something larger than ourselves. And that means that we are dancing with the rest of the membership of that organization. We're all together. You can't dance by stepping on the toes of your partner all the time. You won't lead anywhere. You have to be aligned. You have to be part of, you have to cohere with the others. You have to have a mutual understanding that we move to forward together. If you, this is natural, this is instinctive on the level of non-conscious or pre-conscious living beings, plants, animals, most our living systems. When you have this level of consciousness that we have, then we are also capable of making a mistake, of ignoring our natural oneness, our natural belongingness to others, and setting out on paths that seem to serve our ends, serve our immediate ends, our, our short-term satisfactions, making getting us more power, more money, more influence around us, perhaps more partners, whatever. All of this can be served, can be a wonderful part of an evolutionary trip, but it can also mislead us into artificial ways. Think of how we live today. We live largely in an entirely synthetic environment. More and more, what we eat, how we dress, what how we communicate. It's removed all into the artificial synthetic ways. Mm -hmm. Some of them are very good and, and need to be developed, put place into our service. But many of them are just leading onto, onto short-term satisfaction, but long-term disequilibria. You can't yeah. continue to favor a small bit in a, in a large system without mm -hmm. destroying the coherence, the balance of the system. Interesting enough, you know, I'll be reading up often on 
from the ancient uh, ancient sages like the Yellow Emperor of China five thousand years ago. They're saying all these things, you know. How the balance is, 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 is there in nature and it has to join it, you know. It's in us. We have forgotten it. It's time to recover it. This time, if we recover it and become conscious, become conscious of who we are, how we evolve, then we can guide our evolution. Yeah. Then we are over this nonlinearity, this hiccup mm -hmm. in our evolutionary past, which is was, I think, are getting over it now, but it's a very dangerous one because That's if right. we get totally out of hand, we can destroy the highest levels of, of living systems on the planet. Well, I tell you what, Irvin, that's not happening on our watch, right? It's not happening. So this isn't going back in the bag. We all know that this feels true. It feels good, right? We know when things feel whole and true and real, and we will pursue that to the ends of the earth when we remember what it feels like. And so tap into that, folks. Think about what Irvin's talking about. If you want to know how to turn your life into a series of quests, start asking questions, like real questions, not like, hey, Siri, how do I do this, right? Like immediate information isn't necessarily the same thing as understanding, right? It Just because you have an answer doesn't mean you understand something. I remember in my graduate program, I was in a master's level program with a bunch of doctoral candidates. And we were reading this really dense philosophy material. And, and I was asking all kinds of questions. And one of the philosophies or the doctoral students was regurgitating the information. And I'm like, dude, that is not helpful. I can read the book, but I still don't understand it. Pretend I'm three years old and explain it to me, right? And distilling these concepts down within yourself to a an understandable level at a micro scale, every cell of your being gets that new program is essential and it takes a moment. <laughs> it takes time, right? So ask the question and leave your mind open. Leave your mind open and the magic happens, right? One of Irvin's books will come into your path or, or you'll see an interview where someone will say something and it's just this magical string of events where you realize the universe has been answering you this whole time. Irvin, what advice do you have for people who want to make that shift into, into enlivening their existence, into being a part of their experience? What can they do right now? How can they look at it differently? Well, recall in, in, in Star Wars, young people greet each other. May the force be with you. There is a force, and that's not an arbitrary force. It's the same force that created the galaxies in the, in the early phases of the universe. The same force that created the molecules, the cells, the, the living systems from microorganism, single cell organism to the complexity of the biosphere of which humanity is, a, is, is, is one of the key elements. So all of these things are being, are here at all available, is are all available to us. It's not by chance. This is built into the universe. There is a force. It's not an external force. Mm -hmm. It's not something that acts on things. This is an a force that is in us the same way as it is in every quantum particle in space and time. Is the, for is the, is the force toward forming communities, forming mm -hmm. oneness, forming, forming belonging systems with others around us. So that we don't do it alone, we don't. We are not surrounded by the strange and a hostile universe. We are then living in a warm, 
friendly universe of which we are a part. This is what all religion and religious feeling tells you. Basically, this the sense of all religions is this belonging, is just being part of things, like William James said, being part of something larger than you are. Mm. It's all, all philosophy, but all common sense, the deep common sense is to feel, not only know rationally, this is good for me right now or not good, but feel that what is right, as you have said a moment ago, what is right, what is good, is something that we feel. Mm. That's our holotropic attractor. That's the, the, the term I use. Holotropic, holos, and tropic, because mm. it's a tropism, it's an attraction. It's something that acts in us. It it acts in 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 the cells of our of our body itself. It acts on the on the system of living system in the system of of nation states. Likewise, creating peace except that we are constantly going often against it. We are, we are often perverting it for short-term aims. This whole war that we are having now in Europe, mm -hmm. short-term ends creating long-term long breakdowns. So it's, everything that we do has to be oriented by the sense we are seeking our community with life on Earth. That mm. is the system of which we are a part, and that is part of the universe. So ultimately, then we are part of the universe. This recognition in my latest book now I call it the cosmic mission, the cosmic mission of of safeguarding the evolution of life on this planet. Safeguarding. We can distort it. We can destroy. We can destroy it, but we can also promote it, further it, serve it. Life on Earth is a critical point, at a critical point. Mm. If we are a conscious agent, we can orient that, we can take that leap in the right direction, and then we no longer suffer from this constant threat of the source of Democles hanging over our head. We no longer face multiple crises because we recognize how we have need to act. If we act together, we can overcome the climate crisis, we can overcome the energy, the water crisis. We can overcome the disunity, the violence. We can overcome everything because that's the power. That's the superpower, as you say, that is in us. That we are part of it. We are part of the unfolding of life on this planet. Mm, very beautifully said, Irvin. Thank you so much. And folks, that starts with you. Recognize that light in you. Identify with the love inside of you. It seems weird, but folks, that's there too. And you are of that also. So things may be crappy. You may not be happy right now. Things may be terrible. All kinds of things may be going on in your world. But what is also true is that you are of love, you are loved, and you are light. And when you identify in that, it shines from you and the whole world shifts. So even if everybody doesn't sign on for it, your choice in that matters. Right. It matters when each one of us makes that decision and it shines from us because it has an impact on others and on creation. And ultimately, it's the most self-serving thing you can do is to find that within yourself and to shine it out into the world, because then you get to see yourself reflected everywhere. Um, that turns your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, folks, your superpower 
quest, right, is off and running exactly. and it just continues to unfold from there. And the next thing you know, you're in your 90s and you have all kinds of uh, honorable doctorates and and countries have, have nominated you for their peace prizes and the world celebrates you because you have chosen to celebrate the world. And Irvin, we can't thank you enough for your contributions to humanity. And all we can say is that we are carrying this forward and all of us who remember and feel this light, we matter. And and it gets to shine light on this beautiful work that Irvin has dedicated his existence to and so many others. Irvin, thank you for being back on the show and for your tireless pursuits um, and courage in walking your own path and following your own path. You are one of the main reasons for optimism, for a positive sense of the future, having people like you, having people like the superpowers. This, I think, is what moves us forward. I'm talking about an upshift, you know, we have lived through a great downshift with all these threats and the crisis. I think we are on the point of beginning an upshift. And the upshift can only be motivated, can only be carried forward by people exactly like what you are saying, like we are talking. Amen. That's the way. Amen to that, Irvin. Well, thank you for you. We appreciate you and to all of you out there. Again, go check out Irvin's work. I'm going to sign off now. Irvin, I have such a soft spot for you, and I so adore you and appreciate the work that you've done. Um, And I'm so incredibly honored to share this moment with you. Folks, thank you for being here for this and for all of your support of the network and for shining your light. You are so much greater, so much greater than you know. And, and, And when you choose to believe that, it matters, right? And everything starts to change. So if you want to remember what that feels like, come over to superpowerexperts.com. And I promise you, we will help you turn your lifetime journey into something much more magical that does have an impact and does make a difference. Thank you again for everything, folks. Until next time, we love you. Love each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.